Good morning. Last month you heard my wife give her testimony and you may have picked up on some references to some atheist guy that she was dating. That guy was me. So now, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. When I was a teenager, I was quite arrogant and proud. I considered myself a self-made man. I had a huge ego. In my pride, I envied those who were ahead of me. I looked down on those who were behind me. Um, I had no place in my life for God because I looked at the world around me and said, there can be no God. To me, religion was just a crutch, something for the weak, unintelligent, the opiate of the masses, as, as Marx would say. I'd achieved everything on my own, and I disdained the notion of looking outside myself for anything. At the same time, I wasn't the most happy guy in the world. No matter how many academic or athletic honors I piled up, none of them were bringing me greater happiness or inner peace. And because I had no need for God, didn't believe that he existed, I was entirely devoted to materialism, chasing power, chasing pleasure, were all I thought about. But none of them lasted very long, none of them satisfied completely. I thought life was fairly pointless. I mean, in the end, you die, you rot in the ground. Why not chase after everything this world can offer, no matter the cost? I pursued greater achievements in, in, in education for the honor that other people would give me, for the greater financial rewards. Um, I pursued winning in sports for the accolades and status amongst my friends. I used to race cross-country skiing and biathlon. If you've seen the Olympics, that's the one where they combine skiing and shooting. But I never did it for the love of the sport. I just did it to compete. And as soon as I stopped competing, I stopped skiing. I abused alcohol. I treated women like objects for conquest just to be cool. My whole day consisted of getting up, going to school, training for skiing. Weekends were bush parties and beer. It was all about me. But in all of this, I was left with an empty feeling and I was certainly not a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I chose to attend a, a Lutheran school, not because it was Lutheran, but it had the best biathlon team. And things were going okay, but little by little, my life started to fall apart. My grades started to slip, I stopped training as hard, and uh, ended up ending my racing career. My parents got divorced. I developed a really negative attitude. But there were a couple of highlights during that time. One was I met a cute girl, I finagled my way into a date with her, and she thought it was math tutoring, but... And, and I overlooked the fact that she believed in God. And, and on the other hand, maybe it was her faith that, that had me reconsidering God, which leads me to my second highlight. This Lutheran school made me take religious studies classes, and I started to think, hey, maybe there is something to this after all. Maybe I'm not the self-made man I thought I was. And I can still remember my professor there saying, just driving home is central theme of saved by grace through faith. And this was something I'd never thought about before, never heard about before. And I didn't quite understand what it meant. I didn't even understand why I needed to be saved. But the message stuck. So I started attending church with that cute girl and began learning that all the things I'd been pursuing were fairly common pursuits, but were contrary to what God wanted. I also started to understand that my way of thinking was the height of arrogance and I started to feel a great deal of shame about my attitudes and actions. It wasn't enough for me to change or turn my life around, and that relationship with that cute girl started to waver, and not always happy-go-lucky turned into often depressed. By the time I graduated and headed off to graduate school, I was quite the mess. I had all the ego of a successful, well-adjusted person, but nothing to back it up. Fortunately, God was still pursuing me and leaving little signposts along the way. 
I took a trip to Australia and I met some Christians there who lived a radically different life than I did, and yet they had this, this inner happiness, this contentment that I did not. I wandered into a bookstore one day and picked up a Bible, started reading it, and I read it through my whole journey. And I gotta tell you, I was like the Ethiopians, or the Ethiopian that, that Philip met in the Bible, where he comes up to him and says, do you understand what you're reading? And like the Ethiopian, I would have said, how can I unless somebody guides me? But fortunately, I met a couple of guys in graduate school who were like Philip for me. They set me on the right path. And these were the first guys that I'd met that I thought, okay, they're as smart as me, maybe even smarter, and they believe in Jesus. And they encouraged me to go to church with them and continue reading my Bible. And from my reading and from the, the preaching, I did a 180 on the existence of God. I now believed in God, but I was still not a Christian. I can still remember walking across the school parking lot with a buddy of mine who was on a similar journey, and I said, okay, I get it. There is a God. I'm not him. But this Jesus guy, I don't really know how he fits in. And it was at that time that I, got, I convinced that cute girl to marry me. Um, if any of you are contemplating marriage, this is not a good plan. Um, do not marry someone. I'd say don't even date someone who has not placed their trust firmly and only in, in Christ. God's grace overcame Charlene's folly and mine, but it was only his grace. Back to the rest of the story. I uprooted my wife from Canada and brought her down to Tucson where I was going to school. We attended the church that... Um, that uh, my grad school buddies had introduced me to, and we became involved in a, a small group Bible study there. The couple that was leading it became really good mentors for my wife and I, and it was in this small group that I finally realized my position. Like it says in Colossians 1.21, I was alienated from God because I'd rejected him, I'd pursued life on my own apart from him. And I also learned that alienated from God meant that one day I'd come face to face with him and then be banished from his presence forever. But I also learned the way out. As it says in, in Romans 5.8, even though I was a sinner, God made the first move. He loved me so much that he sent his son in my place. He paid the price for the things that I had done wrong. And it was then that I finally humbled myself and admitted how wrong I'd been, how desperately I needed Jesus to forgive me for the way that I'd been living. And he did forgive me, and he set me on a new path. Before, I was on the path of destruction. Now. I was on the path of life. My wife and I were baptized shortly thereafter by this mentor couple. And I'd like to tell you that everything was roses after that, but you heard Charlene's testimony. That's not the truth. God still had some humbling to do in my life. I spent seven years in graduate school, failed to earn a PhD. I then started trying to climb the corporate ladder and found myself falling back into the same pattern of chasing the status, chasing the money. And I had to learn how to see my work as a gift from God. As my, it's my vocation and it's an opportunity to serve rather than to be served. Same in, in my marriage. I had to learn how to be a servant leader in my home. I had to learn how to love my wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, as it says in Ephesians 5. I had to learn how to live with my wife in an understanding way, as it says in 1 Peter 3. God has blessed us with three wonderful daughters, and I've had to learn how to train them up in the way they should go without exasperating them. And I'm still a work in progress in all of those things, as they can well attest, but God's been ever faithful. He's brought, brought us to Bible-preaching churches. Um, and if you remember Charlene's uh, testimony, he's brought us some Pauls, some Barnabases, some Timothys that we could learn from and walk alongside and mentor. God's taught me to trust him in things that I just used to agonize over, like job changes or, or moving. 
but now I can look back and see his handiwork in each step along the way. He's answered questions in the Bible that used to stump me. Some of them used to really bother me. And after I let them go, stopped trying to figure it out on my own, he provided the answers. I've grown in my trust of him and my faith in him at each step along the journey. As I look back now, the man that's standing before you today, very different than the one who was among you 20 years ago and completely different from that arrogant little atheist of 40 years ago. All the achievements that I thought were so important back then now seem pretty trivial. Now I have Jesus, I have life, and I have it abundantly. Thank you.